You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, and joining me, like always, is Garrett Price. How you doing, Garrett? Good. How you doing, buddy? Very, very good. And from Arizona, we have Tyreek, I mean, uh, Shevin Nooney. How you doing, Chev? Hey, let's get that fight going on Washington Avenue, boy. What's up, man? <laughs> is that your Tyreek Hill impression? Hey, shut up. I'll break your arm. Well, Sorry, that was my Antonio Brown. Sorry, let me try that again. No, you're not deranged enough to be Antonio <laughs> Brown. You know, I was telling Garrett before the show, too. I was At lunch, I was doing some notes for the pod tonight, and um, I said, I don't care what happens. I am not talking about Antonio Brown tonight. And now we have to. Got There's him. No, <laughs> it's like we have no choice at all but to talk about this nut job so good luck in the F- xfl antonio brown but before we get into some reviews and previews can uh, we talk some Devi with our very own garrett price go ahead garrett take it away we can absolutely talk some Devi uh tonight i want to talk about two running backs um that in the off season uh didn't didn't get a ton of love um, they, they were rising up boards a little bit as people started paying attention to their tape, uh, but they are starting to skyrocket here now in 2019 as uh, they both have gotten the running back role completely to themselves and they have completely taken advantage of it. And that's Chuba Hubbard running back from Oklahoma State and Anthony McFarland running back from Maryland. Now, let's start with Chuba. Chuba is a red shirt sophomore so he is eligible to be in the draft this year um, but he is a young kid 6'1 207 pounds but here's the thing this kid and, and mcfarland does too has elite elite speed i mean this kid is fast track star fast type speed um but he's at six foot one and and 207 might even be a tad light i'd guess he's probably closer to 215. the kid can do it all He's elusive, he's strong, he's fast. Um, He has been rising up people's ranks. He went from relatively no name, not even in anybody's top 10, top 15, to now there's people that have him all the way up in their top five running backs for the 2020 class, and rightfully so. The kid is that talented. The kid is that good. I have him all the way up to six right now, and it still feels too low. Um, So I, I love Chuba Hubbard. 
he is going to be a very good player at the next level. Anthony McFarland's a little bit different. He's a much smaller back. Um, they're both crazy fast. They will they will compete with Travis Etienne for the fastest running back in the class. It will be really, really interesting to see who ends up being uh, the actual fastest out of all of them. Um, but Anthony McFarland, despite only being 5'9", 200 pounds, has really shown out. And it's not just with all these breakaway runs, which don't get me wrong. He's had plenty of breakaway runs. Uh, but he's also shown some power, done some good stuff at the goal line, making guys miss, very elusive. Um, he, he, he is more elusive, I would say, uh, than Chuba Hubbard is, uh, he, despite lacking some of that size that Chuba has. But both of these guys are guys that might not be in that same echelon, at least as far as how people talk about them, with you know Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, DeAndre Swift, like, but, but they're right there, and they are nipping at their heels. So keep an eye out for both McFarland and Chuba Hubbard. I, I'm a big uh, Chuba guy. I'm not too keen on uh, – I mean, I don't know much about McFarland, but I'm definitely going to look into him more. Un- um, unfortunately, he's in the Big Ten. And uh, if you go back and watch the game against Ohio State last year, he torched us, like torched us. Well, the good thing is uh, Penn State has a good slew of running backs that they will use to torch Ohio State this year as well, Garrett. Well, I mean, we still we still won, just like we'll do against Penn State this year. So, I mean, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't like we took an L. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think we both have young teams this year, don't we? We both do. Ohio- yeah, so it, we do. it could... Historically, I would probably say Ohio State's still going to win as much as I hate to say that. Yeah, just, buddy. Uh, they seem to have Penn State's number recently, but um, you know we shall see what's going to happen. So, um, just a couple news and notes. We'll just talk about the uh, awful game last night, the Titans and the Jaguars. Uh, apparently, there is holding on every play. Uh, aside from that, Jalen Ramsey has to be traded. And the one thing I take away is I need Gardner Minshew to always be a starting quarterback in the NFL because the <laughs> memes for this guy are just out of control um, my my favorite Gardner Minshew meme that I saw today was um, when he left for college he said to his dad you're the man of the house now I saw that one that's hilarious that, that's pretty good <laughs> it's, it's just uh, the second best one was Tom Brady never heard of her <laughs> oh man I mean so aside from that talking about the, the Titans Jaguars game are we worried about Corey Davis I mean, you have you have to be a little bit worried. You got to be uh, right. Yeah, I mean, he's he's basically done nothing um, outside of a few games here and there in his career. The thing is, I, I don't doubt Corey Davis's talent. It's more just the situation that he's in. Uh, Marcus Mariota is not a very good quarterback. Agreed. Uh, um, he he struggles to get the ball downfield. I had a stat in the off season. Basically, uh, each year. He, his targets have been closer and closer to the line of scrimmage. And so he is not looking to get downfield where that's what Corey Davis does. He's big, he's physical, he can get downfield, go up and get the football. Um, and and Mariota doesn't want to do that too much. So I, I do like the player, um, but, I mean, he is uh, – you, you can't feel good about owning him right now. I, I would kick the tires and see what the price tag is on him. Um, because I do think there's a very good chance that they have a new quarterback um, 
at the start of next season. And there's a decent chance that Ryan Tannehill becomes the quarterback at some point. Right. Uh, so I'm not giving up all hope, but any fantasy relevance for 2019 is not looking good. So you're not buying Corey Davis if you're a contender? No, no, no. That He's more of a rebuild, try to get him on the cheap kind of guy. Okay. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, aside from that, Minshew looked pretty good. Fournette did not look pretty good. Do you guys really want to talk about this terrible Thursday night game? Should we just move on? Yeah. Let's move on. That was okay. a good segue. That was amazing. <laughs> I, I'm getting better at this. Um, so, 1 o'clock games. Uh, just because ESPN always makes you pick your favorite team, the Eagles will usually pop up first. So, if you don't like it, eat it. Uh, Lions are at the Eagles. The 1-0-1 Lions and the 1-1 Eagles. A tough loss for the Birds last week. A lot of wide receiver injuries. Um, they they kind of gutted out. It was close at the end. So no, no Deshaun Jackson this week. It says all Sean Jeffrey is likely to play or he could possibly play. Um, I would err on the side of caution there. Dallas Goddard is day-to-day with a calf injury. I'm going to say you're probably not starting Goddard. Anyway, he might still be on your taxi squad. Um I was actually talking to Barker of the Back Row Show, and he's asking me if he should sell his Miles Sanders shares hold on to him yet he's actually out rushing jordan howard not in yards but in carries total 21 to 14 does have left less yards 53 to 62 um so he, they are really trying to get him involved didn't, didn't he get a touchdown called back last week too he, another he did. one yeah he did yes you're right so um they're gonna figure it out and i think with the amount of injuries they have at the wide receivers position they really should run the ball more and I would love to see them give the ball to Jordan Howard more, too, just because he's a bruiser. Um, on the other side of the ball, the Lions did release C.J. Anderson, um, so look for him to do, I guess, what he did last year somewhere else. And um, Matt Stafford could be, a, as much as I hate to admit it, he could be a really good start this week uh, versus the Eagles' poorest pass defense. Uh, he has 630 yards. He's completing 65.3% of his passes Five touchdowns and two picks. So uh, Matt Stafford of this year is looking like the Matt Stafford of old. Any thoughts on this game, guys? Chev, let's start with you. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see how that backfield for Detroit is going to look now. I hope, I'm really hoping that uh, on Johnson gets as many touches as we thought he was going to get. I think when C.J. Anderson came in, I kind of was a little worrisome that he might uh, dig into some of his carries and some of his play time. So, uh, definitely going to be nice to see him uh, hopefully get a full workload, but we'll see about that. Uh, really hoping to see a little bit more out of Arcega Whiteside this week if um, Alshon Jeffrey's not able to go. Uh, last week, kind of disappointed in kind of the production they put out, even though he's probably working with the twos and not working too much with the, the ones that week. So, uh, but really excited. Hopefully he can do uh, some big things this week. Not looking for eight catches, 150 yards or anything like that, but maybe just four catches and 60 yards. I mean, I'd definitely be happy with that production, even though I know that we're going to get his production uh, in the next couple of years. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I'm really excited to see J.J. Arcega-Whiteside get that get that opportunity to, to shine uh, in this game. And so I'm going to be watching very closely uh, to see how he looks. Uh, over the course of, of, of the week. Uh, I'm also very interested to see uh, what happens with, with Hawkinson this week. Um, I know that week one he looked like an absolute animal, much quieter in week two, but I know that the defense seemed to uh, 
to want to scheme against him. There was even times where they were doubling him. And so um, I think this kid is absolutely the truth. Uh, but I would like to see him put up some better numbers uh, this coming week. All right, so we'll see what happens there. And uh, on to the next game. The 0-2 Bengals play the 2-0 Bills. Uh, the surprising 2-0 Bills looking good. So my question is this. Garrett, we're going to start with you this time. Can we trust Joe Mixon? 17 carries for 27 yards, 5 catches for 17 yards. This season so far, Giovanni Bernard would have been a better play. With 13 carries for 27 yards, same amount, less carries. Less receptions, four catches, but 49 yards. Yeah, I mean, there's no way around it. He's been absolutely brutal the first two weeks. And uh, as a guy that uh, has him in a few leagues and has started him in all those leagues, I've definitely felt the, uh, the pain and the repercussions of having him in my lineup. That said, I think this is an excellent buy low window. We had a big debate on Dynasty Nerds about, uh, about Joe Mixon, and I'm still holding true. Yes, this is not a very good line. Uh, but but the, the quality of the line is not that much different than it was last year. It's very similar, and he was able to be RB11 last year. And this offense is much, much better. It is not the anemic Marvin Lewis offense that we, we've seen and been used to for the past 15 years or whatever it was. Um, so I do expect uh, – now, granted, people are going to come back, back, back at me. I know Marvin Lewis didn't call the plays. He's more of a defensive guy. I get that. Um, but uh, – yeah, I think Zach Taylor's the truth. I think Joe Mixon will be absolutely fine going forward. Bills are a def- decent defense, so uh, I'm not sure that he explodes this week per se, but I do think better days are ahead. It's a good buy low opportunity. He will continue to be uh, that fringe RB1 for the foreseeable future. So aside from that, Chev, Andy Dalton, career resurgence here, 729 yards, Completing 65% of the passes, four touchdowns, one pick. Uh, he, we'll see him, but we also will not see Devin Singletary, who, I mean, I, I knew he was doing great, but 10 carries for 127 yards and a touchdown, five catches for 28 yards. So um, excited to see Andy Dalton on the field. What are we feeling about this uh, this Bills backfield now? It looks like it's going to be Frank Gore mostly and some TJ Yeldon in there too. Yeah, so now we're definitely going to be able to see a little bit of TJ Yeldon. But, I mean, Frank Gore, I mean, he stays healthy. I mean, he just seems to not go away in the NFL. I mean, at some point he's going to have to retire, but he might play another 40 years. We don't know uh, yet, but he, it possibly could happen. Uh, but, no, Frank Gore, I mean, he's a reliable back. I mean, I'm guessing if they're up in the game, he's going to be the one getting those carries just because he's that veteran. He's that uh, guy that you can trust with the ball. He's not going to turn it over in those crunch time plays. So definitely expect him to get a lot of the touches this week at the running back position. Um, I mean, Josh Allen, I'm really excited to see him play this week too. I mean, he seems to be doing good things. He's getting his team in good positions to actually win football games. Uh, Like Garrett said, that defense is is pretty stout. So, I mean, that's helping him out as well. But, um, I mean, I feel like he's doing pretty well this season. I think there's still room to grow. um, But I think he's showing us that he can help his team get into positions where they can win. So, uh, Bills fans definitely got to be happy about that. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next game, this one should be a snoozer. The Dolphins at 0-2 versus the Dallas Cowboys at 2-0. So Chosen Rosen has been named the starter for the Miami Dolphins. He is the 21st quarterback to start for the Dolphins since Dan Marino retired. 
and I'm not picking on you two when I'm giving this statistic out, but only Cleveland at 29 and Chicago at 23 have had more starting quarterbacks in that span. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Cleveland, I think we all kind of knew about because of the infamous uh, quarterback jersey. Yeah. Which I'm sure you've all seen. Chicago actually surprised me, to be completely honest with you. I didn't think that they had that many starting quarterbacks in that time. Um, also, on that note, the, Do- the Dolphins, can't talk, have claimed Taco Charlton off waivers. And the Cowboys are going to be without their currently leading wide receiver, Michael Gallup. Uh, he's got 13 catches for 226 yards for two to four weeks. I think he has a meniscus issue um, they're going to clear up. So this one, uh, just like last week, bench all the Dolphins, start all the Cowboys. Yeah, Did yeah. you say that? Yeah. I, I- I, I don't think we need to waste time on this one. I mean, the only the only Dolphins you would even remotely consider if you're super desperate would be Drake and, and Preston Williams, and I don't feel good about either one of those. Yeah, and I'm really upset about uh, Kenyon Drake. I figured that they would just just try. I mean, tr- or, or trade the guy. He really deserves better. I love Tampa Bay. I would love to see that. That would be great. I love Kenyon Drake. I mean, he's. I think he's an amazing player and. He's just riding away down there. But um, our listeners are riding away talking about that matchup. So moving on, um, the 0-2 Broncos. Chev, they should be the 1-1 Broncos. And they are going to Green Bay to play the 2-0 Packers. So uh, Matt LaFleur hates fantasy football. He wants to put Adams and Williams in a timeshare. But uh, here's an interesting timeshare for you. Uh, Royce. You mean mean Jones and, and Williams, right? What did I say? Adams and Williams. See, that's what you get. That's what you get for trying to talk crap, and you forgot what you were going to say. I was like, I hope hope they're not splitting Williams out as a receiver. (laughs) Damn it. I'm blaming my wife for that. Anyway, um, Royce Freeman and (laughs) Philip Lindsay. So, uh, so far in the year, Philip Lindsay, 24 carries for 79 yards, no touchdowns. Eight receptions, 53 yards, no touchdowns. Royce Freeman. 21 carries, 110 yards, six receptions for 53 yards, no touchdowns either way there. So um, looks like could be starting to sway a little bit. If you're a Royce Freeman owner, we could be ticking up. Uh, the Packers are going to be a tough defense. Aside from that, you want to talk about a career resurgence, Emmanuel Sanders, 16 catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. Chev, you got to admit, I know you're a Bears fan, but come on. That call, I know you were loving it, but... That was that was um, that was incredible. Hey, the kick though. Let's talk about the kick. That that took a lot of pressure off me this season. Yep. Thank God he made that kick. But definitely that call. Not sure how you get a timeout that quick. Um, wow. Chev, I wanna I wanna talk to you a little bit about um, the Bears for a minute while we're here. Um, are you worried about Trubisky? I mean, he hasn't really looked to. I understand. He played against some pretty good defenses the first two weeks, but when you're a quarterback that people are expecting you to take that next step and, and start to move towards that elite tier of quarterback, I'm not. Is he regressing? Are, are we worried about Mitch? See, I, I'm. I mean, I'm a little bit worried, but I'm not not hitting the panic button yet. Like, not trying to make any excuse for him either. We don't have Trey Burton in the offense. I know that's not a big big name, but I mean I feel like Trey Burton could add a little little bit of pizzazz to the offense. Um, but again, he didn't play in the preseason. He started the same way last season, and then he he put up pretty good, decent numbers the rest of the season on. 
Um, I just think the offense just has to find what is going to work for them. I just feel like they just haven't got that that the engine rolling. It's not clicking yet for all of those guys in that offense. And I haven't been able to watch really of both of the games, so I can't really give too much information on what I think they could do better and all that good stuff. But uh, seeing Montgomery get a good amount of touches this last game, I think that's 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 definitely the way to go. But still, their offense just hasn't put up any points really. Yeah. So let's uh, maybe they'll turn it around uh, this week. But before we move on. Um, Garrett, I have a question for you. Yeah. Who has the better mustache, Aaron Rodgers or Gardner Minshew? I mean, right now, Gardner Minshew is right. is is the guy. And Aaron Rodgers is bad at drinking beer. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you. I feel like you have to go with Gardner. I uh, should also take a moment and apologize to Gardner Minshew. Um, I did write an article about him, and I – was a little bit maligned about his sloppy footwork and delivery. So thanks for proving me wrong there, Skippy. But uh, <laughs> moving on to the next matchup, the 1-1 one one Falcons. are going to travel and play the 1-1 one one Colts. So um, I think it might be time to be a little bit concerned about Devonta Freeman. 19 carries, 41 yards, 6, car- six receptions for 54 yards. He's actually being outpaced on the ground by Ito Smith. 10 carries for 63 yards, not as much of the air, three receptions for 22 yards. So, Garrett, are you worrying about Devonta Freeman? Do you have any Devonta Freeman shares anywhere, first of all? I I do actually have quite a few Devonta Freeman shares. Um, I am a little bit worried. Uh, I'll be able to to give a much better indication after this week because the the Colts are not necessarily an elite front seven. I know Leonard's there, and he's a stud. Correct. but, but outside of him, uh, there's definitely plays to be made uh, and opportunities to be had for, for Freeman. If he looks bad again this week, then I might start to hit the panic button a little bit. But I'm going to give it one more week um, before I, before I uh, freak out. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're talking about the Colts. So, Chev, what are your thoughts on Jacoby Brissett? I mean, um, I like the guy personally. He's got 336 yards passing, which isn't anything stellar, but he does have five touchdowns to one interception on the season. Uh, He did also, and I love this, he negotiated his own contract extension, which I just think is so cool. Got to love a guy just really putting the ball on his own court there and believing in himself. Yeah, definitely three straight episodes we talked about him signing contracts for himself. I definitely love that. That's a big money guy. It's so (laughs) It's so cool. I mean, I, I'm going to be talking about Gardner Minshew a lot too. Like he's he is my non-Eagles player man crush right now. Wow, know? I thought it was Baker. Oh, so wow. so Baker's been replaced now. You know what? Here's the thing. It's like the dude just comes out of nowhere. Like, wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me some Baker Mayfield. I do. I love That's his right. swagger. You offended all of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You're not welcome I, anymore. No, no, no. Well, you don't even live in Cleveland, Kevin. <laughs> 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 but he I speaks to, on behalf of us. I have to apologize to the city of Cleveland, and I will do that. Once I could do it now, or I could do it when we get to their game. I'll do it now. So, loyal Cleveland listeners, I am so sorry for what I have done to your beloved David and Joku. I just traded for him, and now he's on IR. So, oh, this this is what happens when I trade for a high caliber player. And See, on that on that note, I'm never trading with Vinny again. 
Because every time I trade with him, something bad happens. So no more. So here, here's here's the semi frustrating part for me about Ninjoku. Obviously, it's frustrating as a Browns fan. But right. the thing is, I I was down on him all off season. And granted, yes, now I get to be correct by like a technicality. But yeah. like I wanted to like show people like yeah, he's 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 a talented player, but the targets aren't going to be there. But blah, 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 like all this stuff. And now now I don't get to prove it. So now I'm kind of now I'm a little sad about it. Well, I have to start CJ Uzoma this week. Ouch. Yeah. Well, if is Eifert her- out there? I'd rather start Eifert. Uh, he is owned, and the guy wanted a second round pick for him. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and I was no. like, no, no, Skeletor, go away. That's his nickname in the league. Um, I'll start Azoma. Herndon will be back week five. I'll just, I'll figure it out. So, you know, it's what it is. So I don't want to talk about the Falcons anymore. They pissed me off last week. Let's talk about the game of the week. The Ravens, a surprising 2-0 Ravens against the not-so-surprising 2-0 Chiefs. So um, we got note today that Damian Williams is going to be out. Shady is still a little banged up, so there could be some flex appeal for Darwin Thompson here. Um, I mean, what, what do we need to say about the Chiefs? The only thing that I'm questioning about the Chiefs is it, which wide receiver is going to have a stellar game this week. Exactly. It, it was... Um, Sammy. Sammy Watkins, and then it was Demarcus Robinson. So it's probably Meikle's turn. Probably Meikle's turn. We know Tyreek is still out. Um, Lamar Jackson is, I think, the, the huge one for this game. Almost 600 yards passing. He's at 596. He has the same amount of touchdowns as Mahomes. They're both at seven. Mahomes with more yards. Um, th- this should really be a, a fantastic matchup. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs here just because little bit more experience um i think the quarterback is better overall but um what are your guys thoughts on this game chef let's start with you this is definitely a game that lamar jackson could shut up all the haters and show that he is a real deal he's not a running back he's a quarterback if he wants to show that this is going to be the game he's going to want to do it and play very well in this game um he's he's played against a couple of defenses that aren't the greatest this first two games and he tore it up I mean, so I'm definitely I'm definitely rooting for the guy. I'm not going to root against a guy that's trying to prove everybody wrong. Like that that's the underdog story that you want. Um, he's a Heisman winner. He knows how to win. He knows how to play the game of football. So I, I definitely look forward to him going up against a, a better defense this week. And honestly, like this this game could be a high scoring game, just massive points. I mean, you know the Chiefs are going to be able to throw it down the field with these running backs possibly out. I mean, we might see a bunch of Travis Kelsey. We might see a bunch of down-the-field passes to Sammy Watkins. I mean, this game could be – I'm not going to say it's going to be the best game of the season because you guys already claimed that with the Rams versus yeah, Saints. Was. But that was Garrett for the record. And I was right. <laughs> but this this one has the potential to be up there. I, I have a good feeling about that. So, uh, Garrett, you're a big Justice Hill fan, right? I, think. I am a big Justice Hill fan. Yeah, well, unfortunately for him, Mark Ingram has looked pretty good this year. 27 carries for 154 yards and two touchdowns. Do a you lot. think a, a game like this is a game that the Ravens could try to get Justice Hill involved, maybe throw the Chiefs off balance? Potentially. Um, a lot of that production for Mark Ingram was in the first week. Um, we'll see. I, I didn't necessarily expect him to get a lot of touches early. Um, I kind of expected it to be more of a second-half thing more than a first-half thing. So uh, we'll, we'll wait and see how, how everything plays out. But once again, like, and it's not, I hate being this guy because I feel like I'm, like, 
this old like angry curmudgeon but like the Ravens probably played the 32nd and the 31st worst defense um and the thing is, the Chiefs aren't necessarily a great defense either. So true. I- until I until I see it against like some, like they can at least be in the top twenty like type defenses, then I'll start to believe it a little bit more. But right now, I'm still very skeptical. The only piece in that offense I am not skeptical about. Obviously, I like Justice Hill long term, um, but but Mark Andrews, I think his his role is secure. Even if Lamar Jackson ends up not being the stud that that we think he could be um i still think mark andrews is going to get tons of targets peppered with targets in this offense and is going to be absolutely a stud for uh years to come i would agree and real quick question for you guys i forgot to ask when we were talking about miami official fan tyler wants to know should he take gasecki off his taxi squad instead of using jimmy graham and jordan reed Ooh, that's brutal that's a tough. Group what I'd to like have to tell time. him is Njoku's on the block. He can't play him right now either. I would but go. He's still, he's still on the block. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. I would. I mean, if you're gonna have those guys, I would feel a little bit confident in going and get Ian Thomas. Kind of just waiting for Olsen to possibly get hurt. I mean, he's been banged up the last couple weeks. So I mean, it's only a matter of time before. He's possibly done as well, so I don't know. That's just my opinion, but, I mean, we'll see how it goes, really, I guess. Yeah, I, but, I would probably stick with Jimmy Graham right now, I guess. Yeah, it was a, it was a brutal week for him last week. Uh, some Somewhat bad luck. Um, you know, he looked much better the first game, so I, I expect a bounce-back performance. But, yeah, long-term, with as good a – we've talked about his roster enough times, so we know his, his team is really good. Uh, but that is a brutal that's a brutal tight end core right now uh so hopefully he'll be able to get somebody in there that's a little more steady eddie uh for the long term that being said tyler i know slack said he would move evan ingram if the price was right so you can go get him from him um also fantasy squads with a z tyler number two i don't we shouldn't number him one and two i believe we answered your question about Corey davis earlier um unintentionally so hopefully that helps um, next game, Raiders one and one, and the Vikings one and one. So potential rookie of the year, Josh Jacobs has 35 carries yeah, for 184 buddy. yards and two touchdowns, only one catch for 28 yards. I thought they would use him a little bit more in the receiving game, um, but hey, guess what? Without Antonio Brown, Oakland can still throw the ball. Derek Carr is completing 70.3 percent of his passes, 457 yards. Uh, He's two and two interceptions to touchdowns, but Tyrell Williams looks pretty good. 11 for 151 and two. Uh, Darren, the baller Waller, 13 for 133. And um, a guy I was down on all year, Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. 41 carries, 265 yards, and three touchdowns with five receptions for 46 yards. So I was, I was not a truther, but he just showed me the way. This should be a really, really interesting matchup. Quick, quick public service announcement. If you are a Dalvin Cook owner and you do not own Alexander Madison, please go get Alexander Madison. Yes. Um, Dalvin Cook is an absolute stud. We, I mean, he could easily be a top five running back this season. He could, he could finish the year the leader in rushing yards, and it wouldn't shock me. But we do know his history of injuries. Alexander Madison has looked great in the backup role for Dalvin Cook. So please do yourself a favor, get him, so that way you can just rest easy come playoff time if something terrible happened. 
I completely agree. That would be like having Austin Eckler last year. Right. With Melvin Gordon. Yep. So all I'm gonna say is, Mike, I tried to lead you to Dalvin Cook in the off season and you kept shooting me down. I, yeah, I offered well, him many times. He just said nope, nope. But hey, he's looking, well, he's looking pretty good. Like they would say, um, you could lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Hey, but or, I understand like the the scares of the injuries. I mean, I, I was definitely skeptical. I mean, I believe that he could be great, and I believe he could do what he's doing right now. But with all the injuries that he's having, it's such a big risk to have him on your team. But right. like like you guys said, Alexander Madison having that role, um, he's looked pretty good as well. So I mean, he's not going to see many touches with Dalvin Cook there. But say I don't want to jinx it or anything like that because I have Dalvin. But if he were to go down, that Alexander Madison steps right into your starting lineup as that running back. Completely agree. He he might not be giving you running back one numbers, but he's still going to give you a start that I do not think you'll be disappointed in. Um, so moving on, let's get this out of the way. The 0-2 Jets are going to go up to New England. They're 2-0. Go figure. Uh, Trevor Simeon's out for the season with a really nasty injury. Uh, Sam Darnold's targeting a Week 5 return. Uh, okay, Antonio Brown is a lunatic. And we know that clearly these... Um, Know, these accusations are a little bit more serious than what we had thought to begin with. Um, are we concerned about Sony Michelle? 36 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. No concern for Tom Terrific. Oh, I felt dirty saying that. 605 yards and five touchdowns with no interceptions. So, you know, the Patriots, like the well-oiled machine that they are every year, um, they're just chugging along, chewing people up. So, um, what what are we feeling? How are we feeling about this one, Chef? Do you want to talk about this game? We can move on. Like yeah. we, we, I think we know what's going to happen. Let's we can talk a little bit about it. I mean, I, I, I definitely think Sony Michelle is going to be all right. He's getting the touches. He's getting those opportunities to move the ball and uh, get those carries. So I'm I'm definitely not scared to have him as a flex position in their lineup. Uh, I still think he's going to produce this season. He I mean they're giving him the ball at a good rate. So. Uh, definitely don't be afraid of him. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, too, has put up pretty good numbers. I mean, he's not having a starting quarterback, but he's still going out there and making plays for you. Um, oh, breaking news. Tom Brady has contracted mono from kissing his son. <laughs> oh, crap. No, I'm just kidding. But I, hey, I, <laughs> I give the bogus news updates on this Sam show. Darnold's his son? Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he's probably young enough that he could be if you think about it. Wow. He's he's 22, right? Yeah, so I mean, that would just so, mean Tom Brady was 20. That could absolutely be true. Oh my god. I so feel really when, uncomfortable right now. When Sam Darnold was born, Tom Brady was at the University of Michigan. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, wow. We found out who his uh his son is. Yeah, really. Well, no, cuz then he wouldn't be missing game with injury. Tom wouldn't let that happen. Or as they say up there, Tom wouldn't let it happen. So this feels like a Sony game to me, though. Yeah. Like, they should they should. He, realistically he signific- get up early. He looks significantly better in the second game than he did he the did. first game. So well, I'm not sure. The first game, what they run him? It was like 14 carries for 15 yards. Yeah, like, it was it a was bunch brutal. of, like, third and one work, you know, where you know he's getting it right there. So... But uh, hey, tough break. 
Uh, pun intended for Trevor Simeon, though. Finally got a chance to start, and you know he's not going to be um, playing anymore and this season. At this point, you can't really start any other Jet unless it's Le'Veon Bell. That's really the only Jet you can start at this point. Um, when Darnold comes back, I will start Herndon. Sure, when Darnold comes back, but be- because I don't have a choice. So, um, do we want to touch on Antonio Brown anymore, or has that been beaten to death? Yeah, he gone. So, welcome to the XFL, Antonio Brown. Um, so, moving on, we have the 0-2 Panthers traveling to the 0-1-1 Arizona Cardinals. Another potential rookie of the year, Kyler the Murray. Kyler the Murray. <laughs> the Murray. I'm sorry. It's, it's been a long day. Uh, 54 of 94. He has 657 yards passing, two touchdowns and one interception. Surprisingly, only six carries for 17 yards. But I think the biggest storyline around here is uh, Cam has a midfoot sprain. Kyle Allen looks likely to start, not Will Greer. Um, could 2019 be the end of the Cam era? Garrett, I think you talked on Dynasty Nerds earlier in the offseason about this. Um, he does have a favorable cap hit if they wanted to get out from under his contract. I, I believe you had talked about that, correct? I did. I threw it out as kind of more of a conspiracy theory more than anything else. And uh, I got laughed at, which was, was fair because I was being a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But uh, it, I knew that it was a possibility. And now with how many injuries he's sustaining and when he's on the field he has not been effective – it's it's getting less and less absurd to think that they could end up parting ways with Cam Newton. Yeah. I mean, like you said, he has just looked like complete – I mean, his outfits have looked a lot better <laughs> than – you got to love the memes with with his outfits, though. It's been pretty incredible, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Um, so in 2019 so far, he's at uh, 50 of 89 for 572 – 572 yards, no touchdowns in one pick. So. It's just been brutal. Like it's, it's actually really sad to kind of just watch him not have that swagger that he usually has. Like it's, it's, it's just sad to see him playing out there with no enthusiasm. I'm sure he's in a bunch of pain, it seems like, with his shoulder or foot, whatever it is. Like the ball's not coming out as clean as it. Like I feel like it should be. His throws are not very accurate. Um Unless I'm seeing something different than you guys are seeing, but no, it's just nope. it's just been it's been tough watching him without that swagger of being a Superman, and I don't know, it's just been super hard. He, you know, he doesn't look the same. Just if you look at his face and his body language, he's not. Yeah. It's almost like he's not there. So, I don't know. You know, Cam, get well soon. I, I like I like swagger, Cam, a lot better than. Yeah. What what is he now? Cross dressing Cam? Because I mean, some of the stuff he's wearing. It's like next game. <laughs> what are you doing? But if you do do that, that's fine. We embrace that here. So the zero and two Giants <laughs> at the one. Hey, if you like fantasy and you want to listen, I'm not going to stop you. So the zero and two Giants play the one and one Buccaneers. Daniel Jones, Eli Manning Jr. is the new starter. Eli Manning not having a terrible season. 556 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He has been their starting quarterback since 2004, except for when he wasn't, when Geno Smith was. Ben McAdoo, you're an idiot. I said it. Um, So Daniel Jones comes in here. 
You know, everybody said all offseason the Buccaneers is a soft defense. Like I said last week, Todd Bowles is the defensive coordinator. So um, probably wouldn't have picked this week to start Daniel Jones, but that's me. I'm just a guy that does a podcast. I'm not a coach. So, Chev, what do you think about Daniel Jones notching his first career start in week three? Or is it week four? What week week three. three. Week three. Okay, sorry. No, I, th- I think Daniel Jones, he's going to be in a good situation. He's got um, Saquon Barkley. Um, he's got Evan Ingram out there. So, I mean, from what we saw in the preseason, I'm 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 thrilled to see him out there. I think it's time for a new uh, quarterback era in – uh, for the Jets and I think or sorry for the Giants and I, I'm, I'm thrilled for him to get this opportunity um, though I'm sure they wish they could wait a little longer to get him a start kind of get him more reps in there but uh, getting thrown into this game I think he I think he's going to play well um, I'm not sure what what kind of scoring game this is going to be I mean the Buccaneers haven't looked that much great or too great either so um, definitely definitely excited to watch uh, Godwin again he's one of the one of the players that has just risen up the boards in this last offseason. So he's playing really well at the moment. Uh, Mike Evans, hopefully he can start get going again. I know a lot of fantasy owners are probably very upset. Uh, it could be a great time to get a little buy low on him as well, uh, just like Joe Mixon. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if you can go get go out and get Mike Evans for the cheap uh, from what he's usually getting uh, paid for, I mean, that would be amazing for your roster. And I think at the end of the season you're going to be definitely thanking yourself for doing that. Um, but that, I mean, the Buccaneers backfield, we'll see how that goes this week. We never know really what's going to happen with that. So Garrett, my question to you is we were told all off season that Bruce Arians doesn't use the tight end, but he's never had a talented tight end like OJ Howard. Does he even care about that? I, I was down on OJ Howard. I had him, uh, below the Evan Ingrams, the, um, Hunter Henry's. Uh, so this isn't entirely shocking to me that he's not performing really well. What is shocking to me is how bad it has been. Um, I don't think anybody in their right mind would think he would be at court, tight end 46 or whatever he's at. Um, I mean, yeah. he it's it's been absolutely brutal. Um, I do think it's a decent by low opportunity. I still expect him to be, um, when it's all said and done, assuming health, a top 12 tight end. Uh, so if you have the opportunity to go buy him now, I, I would, especially if you can pay, you know, uh, you know, really low prices on him. I think it's a great opportunity to go buy. But with all of this, you know, yes, Daniel Jones is going to be playing his first game this week. But there's another player that's going to be playing his first game this week. And Darius that's, Slayton? That's my boy, Big Play yes. Slay. Yep. We will finally get to see him in action. Um, it does sound like Shepard will probably be back. So we'll see if that does limit his snaps um, comparatively if, if he had been out as well. So we'll, we'll see how that all, all turns out. But I am very excited to see this kid finally get some real game, NFL game, regular season action. So uh, speaking of people playing for the New York Giants, there's a linebacker, Ryan Connolly, who has been getting more playing time. He has started one game. He is a middle linebacker, and uh, – Wisconsin linebacker, they play good defense out there in Wisconsin. So uh, here's a guy that can be had on IDP waiver wires for pretty cheap. I actually drafted him uh, in the fifth round because I like him a lot. So uh, just keep in mind, bad team, defense on the field a lot, more chance for tackles, more chance for points. Um, so moving on, Real the quickly. Texans. 
So oh, what, what, what was our Hooper bet with the back row show? I can't I can't remember exactly who they picked. Well, we we have two I think right. We have one with OJ Howard, and I was like, oh man, we did OJ Howard. I thought we were doing Njoku, mm-hmm. and uh, then then we also had Njoku. So I think we have both. And right now, uh, <laughs> by hook or by crook, we are looking great. We are looking fan freaking tastic right now. Yeah. Yep. So look at the, see Garrett knows what he's talking about. That's look right. At you. That's, That's why right. you listen to Dynasty Price. Um, but moving on to sunny California, where the one and one Texans will face the one and one San Diego Chargers. That's what they're supposed to be. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, no Mel Gordon, no problem. Austin Eckler, twenty nine carries for one hundred twenty four yards and two touchdowns. Thirteen receptions for one hundred sixty three yards, two touchdowns. Um, if you can get to Sean Watson, which doesn't look like a problem, you got yourselves a ball game. This poor guy has been getting beat up all season, Laramie Tunsil or not. So, uh, Garrett, what do you think about this matchup here? Yeah, it's it's going to be a good game. This is one of the games that I think will be one of the uh, more exciting matchups of the week. Uh, it's definitely one that I'm going to be tuning into. Deshaun Watson is an excellent quarterback. Had a little bit of a down week last week, um, but that was to be expected. I know uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't do as well with uh, Ramsey uh, bracketing him, and um, but but yeah, all the rage right now is Austin Eckler on on the Chargers side. I mean, he has been dynamite. All of that said, though, I think this is a excellent sell high opportunity. We know Gordon will be back at some point. Um, and long term, I don't know that that Eckler is even necessarily their starting running back in 2020. Could be, wouldn't be a bad move, um, but but there's just a lot of question marks surrounding surrounding him. So if you can try to to sneak a a 2020 first from a team that just needs one more running back to compete for the ship, uh, I'm trying to do that as soon as possible. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So. Chef, what are your thoughts on the uh, the Texans' running game? Carlos Hyde seems to have a resurgence here. Duke Johnson, not as advertised, but when you have a quarterback that is not used to throwing to the running back because he never really had that type of running back, you can't really expect that change to be made instantaneously. Yeah, it's definitely a backfield that I definitely did not see going this way. I thought Duke Johnson would actually get his opportunity uh, bringing Carlos Hyde in, uh, we definitely haven't seen that. Carlos Hyde has been the guy. I think he had 20 rushes last week for 90-something yards. So, I mean, he's getting the job done. So, I mean, you can't really blame them for not having Duke Johnson out there as much if Carlos Hyde is going to kind of produce the way he did uh, last week. So, um, definitely think Duke Johnson has better games ahead of him. But right now I'm definitely probably not playing Duke Johnson. He's probably going to stay on my bench until I can actually see him do something uh, more productive in a game. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, so moving on to our next matchup, we are staying in sunny California where the 0-2 Steelers are going to play the 2-0 and San Francisco 49ers. So Big Ben's out for the season. He had, uh, well, he had Tommy John surgery, actually, from what I saw. Hmm. And Mason Rudolph is going to get the start. So he's got that G. James Washington connection. They played together in college, so look for James Washington to be uh, a good play, especially with Dante Moncrief not knowing how to catch the ball 
And when you're one, you know, when you're an NFL wide receiver, you should really know how to do that. Um, Wait, that's part of the job? Yeah, which Dante Pettis doesn't know how to do. Oh, I nailed that segue. That was great um, <laughs> because he is missing in action. So um, I'm not dropping yet. I am uh, stashing and watching for now. Um, but James Conner, hmm, 21 carries, 54 yards, one touchdown, seven catches, 56 yards, and nada. So we're concerned about Dante Pettis. I think we can all agree on that here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to kind of wait and see how the Steelers quarterback situation plays out. Um, do they go with Mason Rudolph moving forward next year? Maybe save some cap money. But the one I want to know about, and Garrett, I think you talked about it on the uh, Nerds podcast. How are you feeling about James Conner? I'm not too nervous about Conner. Uh, I think he is still going to get a bulk of the carries. Sounds like the the injury scare um, wasn't really as bad as they thought. Should be out there. The Niners do have a pretty decent defense, though. It's it's a much improved team, so I'm not expecting a ceiling game from James Conner. Um, but long term, I think as opposed to being that you know top five or six running back that he was uh, for most of the year last year, I think he's going to end up being more of that like. 12 to 16 range uh, I think is probably where he'll more comfortably fit especially with Big Ben gone now that uh, adds a little extra pressure to him uh, so yeah I I don't love James Conner but I'm not like running for the hills either okay um, Chev you know we're, we're going to talk about running backs here what do you think about this 49ers backfield can't really say that there's much clarity. It seems to be the Matt Breda show, um, but they also have Raheem Mostart and uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Who do you want to start on a week-in, week-out basis here? I mean, I'm pretty sure last week all of them put up decent fantasy numbers. I mean, I feel like all of them had at least 10 points. I might be wrong, but that seemed like they all no, seemed they to, did. It, that's, that's insane to me. They all produced at a pretty high level. Uh, but, I mean, Garrett's talked them up all off season. He loves them. Breda. I think he's a guy that you can definitely plug and play in, probably in your flex position more than uh, in your running back slot. So I uh, definitely wouldn't be uh, scared to put him in the flex. I think he's got a great chance to still get work more than the the other two backs. Um, but definitely uh, backfield to watch. I mean, so many injuries have gone on in the running back position for them. So one more back goes down, I mean, somebody's got to step up and somebody's got to take those carries. So, uh, But I'm definitely riding with Brita uh, at this moment. Okay, so we're going to stay on the West Coast, not in California anymore. I apologize. Uh, the 101 Saints are going to play the 2-0 Seattle Seahawks. Drew Brees is out for six weeks. Teddy Bridgewater is going to make the start, presumably, unless Sean Payton pulls a fast one and starts to taste some hill. Um, aside from that, Russell Wilson looking good, 495 yards and five touchdowns. And were we wrong about DeKalen Zacharias Metcalf? Seven catches, 150 yards, and one touchdown. Chev, were we wrong about DK? I wouldn't say we were totally wrong. I think after we saw Doug Baldwin go down, I definitely had a little more hype for DK Metcalf. I mean, our first rookie draft, I took him at the 10 spot, so, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about that. But, I mean, there's still a lot of games to be played. Uh, we know uh, DK has that injury-prone uh, kind of play. Somehow he always finds a way to 
possibly uh, get injured. Um, but I, I love DK. I think he's doing his job. I think he's knowing uh, he's going to get those big plays downfield, and he's connecting with those. So uh, credit Russell Wilson for his accuracy and all that good stuff as well. Um, but I, I wouldn't say we're wrong yet. He only has seven catches, but, I mean, 150 yards, great job, DK. Yeah. So on the flip side, Garrett, with Drew Brees being out, are we concerned about the Saints playmakers? A tad. I think Michael Thomas will still be fine because I think he will be peppered with targets. I don't know that some of the the bigger plays or as many of the touchdowns will be there, but I still think in in a PPR setting, he's still going to be a wide receiver one. I think he'll be just fine there. Kamara is explosive enough that I think he will still be fine too. I think I think what this does is it caps their ceiling though, uh, as opposed to them having the opportunity to at any time you know have a three touchdown game for either of them. I, that seems much less likely now for me. So I would say I'm concerned about the rest of it. You know, when you were considering starting Jared Cook, uh, considering uh, putting Traquan Smith in your flex, uh, anything like that is now pretty much out the window. It's basically. You can start Michael Thomas and, and Alvin Kamara and feel feel good about the floor, uh, and that's probably about it now. Okay. And now we're gonna be able um, to see if we're gonna be able to see if Michael Thomas what his career is gonna look like possibly without Drew Brees. I think that was one of my my questions I had. What is Michael Thomas gonna look like once Drew Brees sure. retires? So, I mean, yeah. it's definitely gonna. I, like I said, or like Garrett said, I think he's still gonna produce those points in PPR. I don't have no questions about that, but I'm just interested to see what his numbers are going to look like with a quarterback that's not Drew Brees. So speaking of quarterbacks and my awesome segues, uh, we're going back to Cleveland where the 2-0 Rams come in and play the 1-1 Browns. So, Garrett, we're going to be talking to you about this one a lot. Um, Cooper Cup looks good, 12 catches for 166 yards, the Gurley and Malcolm Brown combo has been pretty good so far, but a little bit of a slow start for Baker Mayfield. 610 yards, two touchdowns, the four interceptions. Garrett, are we worrying about Baker Mayfield at all? Not yet. I think the offense does look out of sync. Uh, it looks like you, you see times where everything times up perfectly and they, they go off for a couple explosive plays. But Baker did look uncomfortable this past week. They had him in a lot of really deep drops as opposed to more get the ball out quick to your playmakers. Um, the week one was just an absolute disaster. So, I mean, it was it was great that the Browns got the win, but they, they didn't look great in a game. You know, I know they won by 20 points, so it seems like, oh, yeah, they were great. They, they didn't look as great as a 20-point victory should look considering right. how bad the Jets were with all of their injuries and all of that kind of stuff. As far as this week goes, I'm a little nervous. Uh, we have a lot of injuries, and in Njoku, we've already talked about Christian Kirksey's going to be out, and both Greedy Williams and uh, Denzel Ward are both on the injury list. Now, they're both questionable at this point, but if we're missing both of those guys for a team that runs a lot of 11 personnel, so you have all three of those wide receivers out there, that's as good of a wide receiving trio as there is in football, and so I'm very nervous about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Forgive me. Um, I'm not super concerned about Baker yet. Um, like you said, I would love to see him get the ball out a little bit faster. 
kind of surprising Freddie Kitchens not dialing up some plays that are you know, really working to his strength. But it is still early in the season. So on the flip side, let's talk about the Rams a little bit. So Chev, going into a tough stadium, uh, Garrett can attest to this, the dog pound is probably a pretty tough place to play, I would imagine. Correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It gets a little rambunctious in there. Um, kind of like going to Philadelphia, like going to Chicago. Mm-hmm. The Browns have a very good defense. Um, and like Garrett's touched on, can't really feel good about that win, winning by 20 or not. And I think if Darnold had played in that game and Herndon was there, I think the Browns still would have won. But I don't think it would have been a 20-point victory. Both defenses played really good. So the Rams have an excellent defense. The Browns have an excellent defense. Could this game end up being more of a defensive struggle than fantasy owners would want it to be? Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, we talked about the Cleveland Brown defense before the season started. Uh, we talked about the Rams defense a good amount as well. So, I mean, these two defenses are going to shut you down, and they're going to play their best defense. Their front sevens are pretty solid. Uh, definitely with the Browns, they got a bunch of good defensive linemen that can definitely get to the quarterback. Um, I can definitely see this game being more defensive uh, than offensive possibly. But, I mean, you got a bunch of great offensive players as well. So, I mean, there's no way that they're going to be able to hold uh, those offenses down the whole game, I don't think. I think they're definitely going to see some big plays. Um, but this definitely could be a low-scoring game. It's probably uh, below 20, uh, possibly. Oh, boy. Can we mark that down? Sure. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Put it on All the right. board. You heard it here first, unless someone said it before us and you listen to their podcast first, which you shouldn't. <laughs> you should always listen to us first. Um, speaking of which, I know a big fan of ours, Phil, a.k.a. Porkman, uh, I played him in Sons of Dynasty last week, and he kicked my ass so bad, I still can't walk right. Mm. So uh, that was the one I said yeah, early on. They switched me to a 0% chance of winning. Oof. So, yeah. One more thing on the Browns, though. I heard it's going to be very loud this week. Garrett Price is going to be in the stands. He That's might right. say a few cuss words. So Browns fans, get that on video so we can hear him a little bit. <laughs> I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I Gosh darn it, it guys. Golly yeah. gee. You freaking oh, P boy. word. Gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> the P word. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll come out and teach you how to curse. How's that sound, Garrett? Sounds good. That'd be great. Yeah, I, right. I, I, could use a, I could use an experienced veteran to, uh, to teach me in the ways of uh, swearing and curse words. I am an Eagles fan, so I know it all as far <laughs> as debauchery goes. But last game of the week, the Bears at 1-1 one one, go to the 0-2 Redskins. We talked before about Mitch not looking so good. 348 yards passing, no touchdowns, one interception. Uh, you know who is looking good, though? Garrett's boy, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, 10 catches, does. 187 yards, and two touchdowns. He looks great, but you know who has a really outstanding defense? The Chicago Bears. So, uh, Case Keenum behind the wheel, 601 yards passing with five touchdowns. It's got to come crashing down. Are we going to see Dwayne Haskins? If so, for his sake and his career, I really hope not this week. I mean, they face some pretty tough defenses, although Keenum did make some easy work of the Eagles secondary. They did start out against the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Bears. So if you want to play Haskins, I would think it would be after this game at some point. But um, let's talk more about those Chicago Bears. Chef, what do you what do you want to tell us about the Bears? 
Man, I just want to see them move the ball down the field offensively. Uh, see even David Montgomery get a bunch of touches last game. That definitely helped me uh, feel better about him in this next upcoming weeks. Uh, I think you can definitely have him in your flex. I mean, it's still worrisome of the production that the offense is putting out right now. Uh, but I think I think we're going to see a little different offense. I mean, Allen Robinson really didn't get too much looks last week, I don't believe. Uh, so, I mean, that definitely is kind of kind of shocking to me uh, from what he did in the Packers game. So, I uh, definitely look forward to hopefully seeing a better offense as I will be watching this game with my boy Ron, who we work at the YMCA together, and I've been talking some mad trash. So, <laughs> really hope my boys can pull this off or I'm going to get freaking destroyed at work. What's up, Ron? How's it going, man? Does he listen? I'm not sure. He's in a league with me. Uh, we just started a Dynasty one. Uh, he's made some crazy trades, but, I mean, he, he's an awesome dude. He's funny. All right. Well, Ron's okay in my book. Um, so, Garrett, how do you think uh, your boy Terry McLaurin's going to fare against this feared Chicago Bears defense? I'll say this. If he ends up putting up another, you know, five catches for, you know, 95 yards and a touchdown type game, if he does that against this defense, I mean – we, Josh Jacobs better watch out because Terry McLaurin might win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, uh, good point. He is he has just been electric. He is a coach's dream. Intelligent kid keeps his nose clean. Um, hard worker. Everything you could want. I remember how they were were talking him up so much at the Senior Bowl. Um, just just how well he conducted himself and how he's even teaching other players and some of the DBs what to do against certain routes and certain things like that. So I think this kid's just a student of the game and I think he's only going to continue getting better. I could see high-end wide receiver two numbers for a long time. Okay, do you, uh, Chev, you want to touch on anything else before we move on? No, I, I did tell my buddy Rod this week, though. I think we're going to knock out Case Keenum. I think he's going to see Dwayne Haskins this week. So he definitely would enjoy that. Um, but let's see if I predicted it right. We'll see. All right. Well, we'll see how all our games turned out. And uh, good luck to everybody in your fantasy matchups. And now for the rewind of the week. Uh, you know, Chosen Rosen, um, he is going to be the starting quarterback. And interestingly enough, his first start came September 24th of last year. That was week four. And in that start, he played the Seattle Seahawks. He was 180 yards and a touchdown, but they lost 20-17. to 17. So kept it close against a very, very tough defense. So good luck to you this week. You're going to need it. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, who is doing the verse for us tonight? I believe it's Chev. Yes, sir. I got the verse. All right, so we're going to be in Psalms 56, 3. Uh, it's a short verse this week, but it says, What time I am afraid, I will put my trust in thee. Uh, I think for me, uh, just going through the weeks, uh, just trusting in the Lord, just knowing that whatever's going on in my life, whatever's going on at work, whatever's going on in my home life, uh, just knowing that God is in control of my plans and the future for me, uh, just, just trusting in Him, just knowing that uh, the Lord has great plans for you and He knows what is ahead of you. So, uh, that's just a quick kind of uh, verse this week, but I think it's a, a great verse, just knowing that we can trust in the Lord and He knows our plans. All right, Chev, thank you very much. Garrett, do you want to talk about anything else before we head out for the night? No, good luck in your uh, your, your fantasy leagues this week. Hopefully uh, uh, there were some nuggets uh, from this show or from shows past you are able to use to uh, – 
take down your opponents. Yeah, and uh, you can always uh, you can always check out. Chev, do you want to say something? Yeah, so I, I was curious to kind of what you guys think. Is Deontay Johnson a guy that you guys are kind of looking forward to see this week? Do you think he can be a guy that you can plug into your lineups, or are you kind of waiting to see what he has to offer? Uh, well, right now I did see, I think it was – it was either Kate or Michelle from the Ball Blast podcast. They posted, I think it was Kate, um, that right now the Pittsburgh Steelers starting three wide receivers would be uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, and Deontay Johnson. So uh, Moncrief isn't even in the starting three. Um, I would probably personally wait and see this week, see how it goes, and go from there. Garrett? Yeah, I don't think I can start him this week. If I'm starting a receiver that's not Juju, it's probably James Washington. Mm-hmm. Correct. But I do. I am interested in the kid. He's a he's a talented player. They drafted him in the third round for a reason, uh, and they are excellent at developing their young wide receivers. So he's definitely a good stash. Uh, but right now, I would still have James Washington, especially with Mason Rudolph there. Mm-hmm. I'd have Washington ahead of him in the pecking order. I agree. So. Uh, but hey thanks again everybody good luck this week if you want you could follow the show on twitter at dynasty rewind you could follow me for some reason at the mbauer85 chev where can we find you you can find me at chev boy rd boy with an i and garrett where can we find you at dynasty price and you could also find dynasty price on the dynasty nerds podcast and he's head of their debbie department so uh, good luck this week everybody and we will see you next time